0: Welcome to Candy Bar Andrew Boy, a series where I, Mike Rappin, discuss the Netflix original series, Sweet Tooth, with the one and only IRCB regular, Danny. Hey, everyone. Every week, we'll be discussing one episode of the TV series and chatting about the comic of the same name by Jeff Lemire, originally published by Vertigo Comics. Now, let's get into the show. We're talking episode 13 of the show, season two, episode five, called What It Takes, 51 minutes, nine seconds. Spoilers for episode 13 of Sweet Tooth, you have been warned before I get into the summary, Danny, how are you feeling going into this episode? The fifth episode of the season, we're three away from ending this whole deal.
1: Yeah, I'm a little um, I'm a little out of sorts with the show at this point because I don't know if we're gonna be able to get to everything that I want in four episodes. Okay. Uh, but I think we can talk about it also. I don't know how happy the ending is going to be for, for this show.
0: <laughs> yeah. After,
1: after watching this one. Uh, yeah. So, but let's get into it.
0: Yeah, man. So I guess uh, I'll go through a quick summary. Once again, warning for spoilers. If you haven't watched this hit pause, go watch the episode and then come on back. But in this episode, we uh we see a lot of things. Jep's Jep is hoofing it to the zoo, thinking back on his worst memory, finding out what happened to his wife and kid. Uh, And figuring out that all the work that he's been doing has been for naught, which was devastating. Um, We find out that Singh's cure is no longer possible, maybe question mark. I don't know. There's there's a lot of unknowns there. Abbott gives a little presentation about how he's going to save humanity, starting with Singh talking about the cure and moving on to Abbott pitching this walled off utopia that supposedly exists but needs workers. All of the warlords from across the world, or at least this sector, have been gathered together. And one of the warlords, Mrs. Zhang, decides that she and Abbott can group together and go it alone and eliminates the other warlords in the end. Um, Talk about a wild ending to an episode. But Bear runs into an old pal from the Animal Army in the Animal Army who's looking to storm the zoo because all threads are coming together at once. Wendy and the kids sneak free from their cell but lose Gus in the fray when he darts away to save the turtle kid, ultimately ending up in the middle of Abbott's presentation. Before Gus is caught, though, Johnny lets Gus get away where he's met by Jep, who has been captured. This episode ends on planes flying overhead and all the threads intermingling as we wait for what comes next. Danny, this episode, I, I loved it and hated it all at once because I just wanted them to get to where this, I feel like the last two episodes have been building towards, and finally we got there. My first question is, how is it possible that Jep got to the zoo before amy in a plane can you explain that to me (laughs) uh i so here's here's what i'm thinking
1: and this is what my head kind of i don't think the airplanes went straight to the zoo i think they went to pick up some of the some like i don't know do something airplane stuff before Mm. sure Uh, so i I will say this as you were recapping the episode and i watched this one over the weekend like a couple days before recording Sure. I was checking my notes because I was like, "Did I put the wrong notes uh, on my on the episode?" Because nothing that you were talking about sounded familiar. Uh, But it is no, you're you are right. Don't look, don't look. I check. That's why I checked my phone. No, no. You you are correct. I was just like, uh, the the problem is that prior to a little inside baseball for the listeners, prior to recording, I watched the next one to also get ready. Oh, so okay. that was right. coming all in my head. So I was like, what is Mike talking about? But yeah, we are A OK. Yeah. Uh but <laughs> man, talk about starting on a sad note with uh with Jeff's backstory. And Oh my god. And the payoff was not great. And that's part of the things that were adding up to like is this story gonna have a happy ending, or any can it even have a happy ending at all? Uh and that was well, one of the things that told me no.
0: <laughs> that's the thing. I think the I think you might need to reframe that thought from will everybody have a happy ending or not? And I'm very confident that the answer is no, right? This is so this season I think I've talked a little bit about how things have started to really stray from the comic and how that's fine, but I think that we're starting to see some of that swing back around. Yeah. I'm starting to recognize more of the story beats that I was prepared my preparing myself for <laughs> such as the the death of of Jep's family. Yeah. um you know things things like that so like i i like some of the twists and turns that this season has taken in order to get us to those beats that showed up a little bit more aggressively i guess in the story uh of or the, the original comics so seeing stuff like jep i mean like is is are things going to end up ha- happy i mean all signs are pointing to no for him um but maybe for other people yeah. we'll see uh, like this new character, Bear, who I still can't figure out what she's doing, but she's definitely doing it. Um, I don't know. So <laughs> it's, it's an interesting, think, interesting thing. I think
1: Bear is the only one that knows. Because not even the viewers. I don't know if the writers. I don't know who knows what Bear's up to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully at least Bear knows. Because every time we cut to a Bear scene, I'm like, why are we over here when there's like, all this other stuff that we could be looking into, or when we could shave off ten minutes to the of the episode uh, <laughs> and not have it be an hour, yeah, uh, yeah,
0: so but like like for instance, I mean, not to harp on on bear here, but like you know, she runs into this old animal army friend that we saw from season one, and I was like, why are any why is any of this happening right like i I think I know what this show is kind of doing it's 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 showing like that the youth who are working on or like the, the younger generation also care about this problem, but they care about it in a different way, right? Like the adults are trying to control everything and the younger generation is trying to free everyone to give everybody freedom, Um, which I guess I can understand. uh, And I I say that strangely, but it, it feels like every time we run into like a younger cast member trying to do something on their own, it feels so not thought out and maybe that's me just being 30 something and being like these kid, damn kids don't know what they're doing but
1: it could also be the writers being like 30 40 somethings writing this show sure not knowing how to fully write uh, a teenager you know so mm -hmm. i I totally
0: agree because that's the other thing is like i also feel like the there there's this weird cognitive dissonance thing of like the show very much wants you to take it seriously and they're like sing's going through a crisis of faith and 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 i'm saying that in not in the matter of like religion but of like is life even worth anything right like he's going through this massive crisis and then we'll turn to oh by the way the kids are gonna escape and the last thing they're gonna do to tie up this guy is they're gonna blow this guy's face with skunk farts and it's gonna be really funny and i'm like who is this show for? Like, this show feels like so back and forth with its tone that I can't ever get a beat on it. And at this point, we're halfway through season two. I'm like, can we just can we just figure out how we're gonna treat yeah. this show? I don't know.
1: If, did you did if you if get it's that for same kids, feel? If it's for kids, they're gonna learn pain. Uh, <laughs> and, it, and if it's yeah. and if it's for adults, I mean, look, I thought the skunk thing was pretty funny too. But oh, sure, but yeah, sure, it, sure, it, sure. It definitely feels like tonally tonally is kind of all over the place uh which kind of going back to to where the story takes like we get a confrontation between abbott and gus and gus isn't afraid anymore like he 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 has seen past the farz that is abbott uh mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. uh and then they escalate and they cut off a freaking antler and i'm like
0: um what the hell dude i was broken in that moment like when he grabbed gus by the the antlers and was just holding on to him and he's like no no no, don't fight me it's like you're a deer caught in a snare and i was like this is this is so gross i just want abbott to not be around anymore you know um and not in like any kind of gross like pervy way just like felt like icky in this situation right yeah and then the fact that he ends up getting like gus ends up getting his antler cut off i was just like this is too much these kids these these guys need to get out of here something needs to happen and i think that's what's going to happen next episode fortunately but we had a lot of buildup in this episode to get there so um mm-hmm. i was curious to know danny what are your thoughts on like the three warlords that we met in this episode and i keep calling them <laughs> warlords maybe they're like supposed to no. be leaders of different groups but they're warlords right
1: they are i i i wrote in my notes that this meeting was pretty wild because they're all just caricatures of of people, of leaders. Like mm-hmm. every single one of them is like if i had to pick where to live, i would just probably go live on my own or 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 i can see why the i can understand why the people in the U-Haul just kind of like go on their own because it is so much better than being part of any of them. Now I think the show smartly cut that in half uh, as far as like people we have to worry about uh, <laughs> yeah. because they, we, we wouldn't have enough time to explore everyone. Right. So we just have. Right. Right. Uh, after Zing very unceremoniously just kind of takes out the rest and kind of does a an allegiance with Abbott. But that's also pretty interesting because they don't have all the information that we do. Right. Mm-hmm. Right before mm-hmm. this, we realize that the cure is gone. Like whatever whatever cure Singh had found, we know that it's not working anymore as the audience, right. Uh, right. but they don't know that, and obviously Abbott doesn't know that because that's like Doctor Singh's last card he can play really. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting to see how we know that they're not messing around. So if this zinc person finds out that the cure's gone, like how are they going to react to towards Abbott? You know?
0: Oh yeah, it's it's really interesting. Because I, I think like I know, having read the comic and kind of knowing where the story goes, I know why the cure doesn't isn't viable anymore. I am very curious to see how they're going to play this out in the show, um, because I feel like we've the show on, on the whole has been very science oriented, with the exception of a handful of dream sequences. <laughs> uh, you know, our a favorite thing that happened earlier in this season, Um. But I, I'm curious to see how they're going to like mesh things, because I'll be honest with you, Danny, not spoiling anything, but I, it's not a very clear cut thing in the comic. And yeah. you kind of have to like go with the flow. At least that's what I had to do when I read it. So um, I'd be curious to see how they're going to handle it in the show, because I feel like what you can get away in comic narrative, you can't as easily get away with in television narrative, Um, even if they do have very similar vibes sometimes. So, um, Yeah. It'll be it'll be interesting because now we're in this situation where Abbott has now made this deal with the devil in some ways. Someone that clearly has like like power and more power than he does, and more mm-hmm. everything. Like yeah. it seems that like Abbott's whole ordeal was we can inflict violence on people, and we have this beautiful propaganda machine that is able enables us to just in- recruit people. And Zeng has something else. Like she has. She has the manpower, she has agriculture, she has the ability to like do all of these things that other people can't. Um, that especially like even the last men can, you know,
1: and the audacity to wear an all white suit in the apocalypse, <laughs>
0: yeah, right. Well, she's clearly like from Texas, right? Like, she yeah, showed I think up in so, like there's the big sure. horns on the front of her limousine. <laughs> I like, yep, Oh my yep. god, <laughs> that's uh, that's how what do, I said. How these did that are, make you uh, feel?
1: Uh, not very good about uh living in texas but <laughs> yeah you know that's why i said caricatures all of them that that was really like just all the i will say all those little details uh the show i do appreciate like how much of a effort they go to sometimes to make it seem like remember you are watching a tv show some of this stuff is yeah. going to be weird this is based on weird comic books uh because that's yeah. what the vertigo imprint print was supposed to be uh so i do appreciate all that stuff
0: right i i mean <laughs> I definitely thought that when we met the I, I'm gonna call them like the spacefarers or whatever, the guy who was like, <laughs> oh, the hybrids are Centauri. They're aliens that come from another place. I was like, hell yeah. Now we're back to the weird stuff. I totally am here for this. Um yeah. I mean RIP those folks, but still. It makes
1: sense it makes sense why those were taken off the board because you know that. <laughs> yeah. tough.
0: Totally. Um I know we're kind of jumping all over the place here, but um, you know, the, the sings had a pretty tough line uh, at least through line for this episode like finding out that the cure was busted his relationship with his wife basically going down the drain him turning into this like stoic broken person now that he has no future or he thinks there's no future he's throwing himself into his work um really kind of breaks my heart because I feel like he had hope and he had been building towards being like a more hopeful positive person and now he's back to square one which i think we we saw him in the earlier episodes and he was introduced where he was kind of just this i'm gonna do whatever needs to happen to get done i don't have a heart anymore like i just need to save my wife i just need to find this cure um whereas i feel like what we've seen this season is some character development with him saying oh it's possible for me to have a heart and do this work um so yeah i don't know i'm how are you feeling now after this episode where he definitely like hard elbowed like his wife out of the picture to say like you're not involved in how i'm doing things yeah
1: i think i think at this point he has done so much bad stuff like Mm -hmm. he feels Mm -hmm. his only redemption like he he, his philosophy really now is that the 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 means justified the end right because overall like he's gonna be able to save so many more people including his wife Uh, Or at least that's what he thinks, because of all the atrocious things he's had to do. Right, he's had to side with Abbott. Uh, He's had to use hybrids to make this. uh, All all this stuff, and and then having that one redeeming thing be taken away really Mm -hmm. makes everything that he's done just for like. At that point, he was just doing bad stuff because it's like, for the sake of it, right? Like, there's no redemption from that anymore. So that's. I mean, I. That's gotta be. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, uh and this actor's really
0: good. Like, oh my every God, time they right?
1: zoom in on his face, I'm like, oh, dude, you are going through it.
0: Yeah, it's it's a man. It's it's incredible. Like acting, and I think the fact that I forget that there's a person that's like acting that's not actually living through this is is a a testament to how well this guy's yeah. performing. Um, and you know, I think what's what's uh. What's really interesting about all of that is like where's he gonna go from here now right like what's gonna happen now that he he kind of knows or thinks that his cure is not possible like is it like you said he's just gonna be doing bad things for the sake of doing bad things or is it gonna be something else I don't know i'm 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 feeling not great about it, but um I yeah. think things are going to definitely be shaken up in this next episode once the planes arrive because I think the cavalry's finally here um which is extremely interesting given what happened with the children this episode right so like Wendy stages this escape they make this little plan they have their home alone moment where they get to knock the guy around and bonk him on the head and then he passes out um and i know i had to i said i had n- some issues with like the tone of it but regardless like them moving forward is better than them just coming back to the cell and just being like boy it'd be great if we could get out of here every single episode like we've right, seen right. um so I, I'm glad that we got to see that. And I love that all the everything is kind of like falling apart and happening at the same time, like good pacing for the show to see all of these things kind of happening at once. Um, So now that they're out, like what's going to happen when Amy shows up with these planes and these crazy like Mad Max era, but flying in planes, you know, folks.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, that was probably one of my favorite scenes. Just how I mean. The the guard is not the smartest, uh, you know, the sharpest tool in the shed. So I can see how the kids were able to like outsmart them. But I still love yeah. the old gag of like you know, the little turtle boy just ducks down behind them. They push him <laughs> like this. Yeah. very yeah. simple shenanigans, right? It doesn't have to get they don't have to get too intricate. Uh, and yeah. I also kind of like to see them using their animal. Uh, I was gonna say powers, but they're not yeah, powers yeah. it's just like you know themselves they're their're full capabilities right the are abilities yeah. for uh, as, yeah. as hybrids uh because at this point, we really had only seen Gus use like his his uh, enhanced uh smell and and hearing mm-hmm. and stuff like yeah. that, so Gus is the only one that had really been taking advantage of a lot of the stuff uh but I feel like the kids meeting Gus gave him a little bit more confidence to uh. To start using, to rely on themselves, not so much, you know, or at least in each other as well as a group. Yeah. That was very nice.
0: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think, like, them escaping, going for the big walk, and then Gus proving, and continuing to prove his, like, I'm the leader, I'm not above anybody, I will take care of this group if I have to, like, I love that that all got to get showcased in this one little sequence of them running away, and then Gus ultimately building towards his bigger storyline of like running into this group, speaking, surprising everybody that a hybrid could speak. Um, Like I think it was a very well written like series of very complex chaotic lines all coming together at once.
1: Every time every time a new character is surprised that they can talk, it just leads me to believe that they are so scared of these hybrids that no one's ever really like try to, like they've never even tried to approach any of them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it feels like because i think we can see that a lot of them can could communicate with like just with people like not just Gus, but i think so i don't know sometimes it it makes me think like do we only as the audience understand fully what they're saying and everybody else kind of doesn't uh but i don't think that's the case i think it's just pure ignorance on on everyone else's part uh which i mean i i understand because if if Everyone told me that they're the cause of everybody dying. Why would I even want to go? Uh, So, Well, there's
0: there's also like a piece of this that I think is from a, it's not really obvious. I think in the story that like on one hand, like 98% of the population of North America has been wiped out. Right. Yeah. On the other hand, these hybrids just show up and you know, like most children don't really speak until they're two or three years old. Right. So like kids are being born since nine years ago. Cause Gus is like nine. um, And so as they're like Wendy and Gus being probably some of the oldest like hybrids. And so like kids that are born later, like they just never get a chance because after a couple of years of these hybrids being born, everyone's like, Oh, they are just, they're just monsters. There's nothing to yeah. be done with them. So I think it's like this combination of like people not giving them a chance as children. And then just that idea perpetuating on, Oh, I've never met a hybrid that could speak. Well, it, did you ever try talking to one that wasn't a baby? You know, <laughs> like yeah. it, it's, it's that, that I think is interesting and that perpetuates. And then you end up with these segregated, like, or segmented groups of people that keep themselves intentionally isolated because they don't want to deal with the hybrids and they don't want right. to deal with people, other groups. Um, And it just, I think, builds upon itself within those societies i think there's it's a really like understated theme of the of the world but like clearly it's extremely prevalent and when we see someone interact with a hybrid that can speak for the first time they are just like floored um and i love it every time
1: yeah same here same here so it it really makes me think about all that stuff all the time every time it happens Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. so uh, i also gotta say kudos to jeb for being the mvp of the episode rescuing our boy Bobby. (laughs) Yes. So you could get away? Like, that's all I wrote. Bobby yeah. able to get away. Thanks, big man. Like, yeah. That, that was Dude, it. That was the my note.
0: notes. My notes for that scene were oh, crud. Bobby's here. Jeff's not having them hurting Bobby. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I love oh. that, man. It is.
1: I still can't believe how good that puppet of Bobby is. Like, it just, it like, this- once again, Every time I see it on the screen it reminds me to the video I think last season you sent me the video of how the behind the scenes of how they kind of move mm-hmm. and they puppet Bobby mhm just really like it is those little things that I I really appreciate more about the show that made me kind of overlook some of the other the other issues with the show it kind of keep yeah. going
0: yeah well no that's the thing like Bobby I think this season has looked better than ever right like we got yeah. this full animal kid who's on screen it's like him and the elephant kid are like the two like mostly um animal types yeah and i think like the animal kid is clearly just like a kid with a a lot of makeup on but bobby is like a fully animatronic little robot dude and i love it it looks so good this season um yeah so i guess like the the last thing we have to talk about here i think as far as the storyline is like Abbott's got this idea for this evergreen thing, right? And Zhang and him are going to, they got rid of the other two factions to say, all right, we're going to do this ourselves. Um, That's an interesting thing. And I think the last piece that broke my heart this episode is Johnny lets uh, Gus get away, right? And Abbott approaches him later and is like, I can't believe my own brother would do this to me. And there's a line, he says, He's like, why would you do that? And Johnny says, "They're kids, Dougie. What would Mom say if she was still alive?" And I was like, "Oh my god, oh yeah. my god!" Right? Like, I think we was kind of hinted at the last episode or two of like he has this soft spot for these kids. Um, but man, this episode is proof. Like, he's not gonna be on board with them killing any more kids. Uh, I mean, obviously he was on board for some. We cannot disregard that. But I think he's like. I see this kid. He can speak. I can't let them do it to him, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. They, uh, they're kind of clearly drawing a line as to where Johnny won't follow his brother anymore, or, or at least things that he won't do for the cost. I guess you could call it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I appreciate that. I mean, and once again, the actor that plays Johnny, he's really good at that. Like that (sighs) looking like just, uh, every time he's trying to do something good, while still, you know, not it, it, it his he's conflicted, and you can tell, you can tell, yeah. but, but I'm glad that it looks like, I I just want good things for for him for Johnny.
0: I dude, I know, I know. Like there is a good heart inside that guy who yeah. has been like pushed around by his brother. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess like the thing that you know, I I love the ending of this episode. Uh, with mm-hmm. everybody kind of hearing the planes coming in and we get a look at every single group like bear getting into the zoo. Finally, the planes overhead uh, Singh was working and he hears the planes. The kids are sneaking about. Wendy looks up. Jeff realizes what's coming next by looking up, you know, um, even in him and Gus. Like amazing ending to the episode with the package that drops with the with the walkie talkie that says delivery for General Abbott. And there's a walkie talkie with the words knock, knock written on it. I was like, hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're getting good. into the cool stuff now. It's we're getting into the end games, and I'm loving it.
1: That was so good. It was such a like seeing the reaction shots of people who may never have seen a plane fly, or you know, like the kids definitely haven't, right? Uh, right. So yeah, very like overall, very cool stuff. I love the ending, and I think they do a really good job of making sure that you want to watch the next one right away. Oh, uh, yeah. Which for yeah. for our purposes is very hard uh but yeah, for, people yeah. that, for everyone that just went and binged the show uh you know it's very rewarding to just kind of keep going so uh yeah i i really enjoyed this episode i think it was it had a lot of good stuff other like i said i'm kind of lost on the bear and, and maybe this is for the the what was not so good um the last thing i'll note and this is just a coincidence this direct this episode was directed by sierra and foy was also, who also directed *Sinister 2*, a movie that I just watched this week. Like what? I, re-watched, I rewatched *Sinister 2*, <laughs> and I saw the name of the director, and then I watched the episode, and I saw the name of the director, and I was like, "This dude was doing horror, and back in 2015, and now he's doing this." Okay, uh, okay. So it, that was just weird. It was weird that it happened kind of like within the span of 24 hours that I saw two things by this for sure, the same individual. So, <laughs>
0: um, well, yeah, that's what a weird connection but you know this is how we get six degrees of kevin bacon right it's things like this um but yeah i guess let's get into our final moments here i guess like what was good what were your your highlights of this episode danny uh
1: i think there was a there was a moment where gus just fully showed that he's he's done with Abbott. like you there's nothing you can Mm -hmm. do to me and that was so like, like the little kid's so good he's so good at that uh I think this same actor is in Cocaine Bear too, if you wanna go watch that. <laughs> okay. I just I noticed 'cause I I was putting together watching some old videos and I was like, Wait, that's the kid from uh from Sweet Tooth and he's in Cocaine Bear. So <laughs> he only does uh he only does animal based uh media, I guess. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so yeah. for his performances. <laughs> uh but yeah, the kid's great. I think between him and, and the actor who plays Doctor Singh, they they both really just bring it to the show
0: yeah yeah i i think i put what was good i put jeff's backstory even though it's not good but like we finally get to kind of close the the book on that um and it's even more devastating even even knowing kind of i knew where this was going it's even more devastating like to see it finally like on screen like that was such a jarring shocking moment when those guys just threw the bags like Good, that's some good good fun tv um as far as i'm concerned um and i i had just wrote johnny in all caps and then uh the one big thing danny you pointed this out in your notes too is like wendy makes a point when she sees gus like there there was a thing that we didn't talk about it but like gus is just like totally destroyed that he yeah t- he had his antler cut off and he's like very, don't look at very, me don't uh, look at me
1: phantom of the opera i felt like yeah uh right when he got his antler cut off yeah
0: yeah and so, like, he goes and sits down, and Wendy goes to comfort him, and she says, you know, I read about all the animals in the zoo, and the white-tailed deer, when they lose their antler, it usually grows back, and it's stronger. And I was like, hell yeah. Like, these two, yeah. they're they they're made to help each other, made to support each other. Like, that was such a great moment. Um, hmm. Yeah, man, I, I really dig it. Um, but yeah, I guess <laughs> I look, let's... I
1: look, I look forward to seeing a little antler start poking out from the, <laughs> yeah. from the little stump where they cut it off.
0: Right. Right. Well, when they if and when they reveal the thing that I think they're going to reveal, um, it's going to be really fun. So don't you worry, I, Danny.
1: I can't wait to know everything that you know. And you know what's <laughs> funny, that you know all the stuff, but like we don't know where they're going to stop this season, as far as the story goes, right? Cause exactly. It, they they have announced that the third one will be the final season, which mm-hmm, could mm-hmm. really cover a lot of the stuff that you're kind of waiting for. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see where we end up in the next few episodes.
0: Oh yeah, I, I think. I have a I have a gut feeling as to where this season's going to end, given everything that they've built up of the se- the show so far. Um, but I have no idea where they could take another whole season of this show. Right, that's yeah. the thing. I I know where the the remaining amount of like literature lies, and I'm like they must they must be digging on something really interesting. So um yeah. But let's let's talk about what was not so good, and then we can wrap this episode up. So, Danny, what what didn't click for you this episode? I hate to just
1: put bear here, but like I don't remember anything that bear. I also don't like that. Are they trying to do like a love story for Bear with with this kid that, uh, you know, like we know that she was part of the Animal Army Mm -hmm. uh, and and then, you know, this kid's parents were killed by or his dad was killed by the Animal Army. So like, obviously, that's going to come up at some point. Uh, But yeah, all that stuff. I don't know. It feels kind of like. Bad tension building to me, (laughs) like I don't I don't care for it.
0: You're telling me you didn't like to see those two Twenty-ish something year old women fighting, and it was really awkward and poorly choreographed. And then the one girl knocks down the other girl and says, "Hey, bestie!" And it's like really weird. You're telling me you didn't love that, Danny? I I
1: almost wish they had stylized it and like done because you know she's I think she's tiger and she's bear, so like she's yeah j- just stylize it and put the actual animals like anime fighting or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've already you've already done other weird things. Might as well, yeah.
0: I mean. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of right there with you. I feel like the, the, the bad for me was the bear fighting this other woman was kind of awkward. Um I felt like the kid thing, the escape was kind of dorky, but like, you know, it was fun. I guess they, they're children, they need to be able to have fun. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna about yeah. uh,
1: you saying the bear fighting a woman uh, <laughs> just out of context.
0: Okay, okay. Um but yeah, otherwise, like I felt like this episode kind of ruled, like I like the where it's going. Yeah. My thought is though that I kind of felt like this episode and the previous episode kind of could have been mashed together like I feel like given the pacing of this season it almost feels like it could have been a six episode season keep mm-hmm. all the episodes at an hour even and it could be six episodes rather yeah. than this kind of w- waffling between 44 and 51 minutes um, maybe that's just me being nitpicky but I do feel like you can get higher quality content with that but that's you know who knows I don't know how Netflix's ready model works but um, that's why the wga is on stream. They, they they don't know either <laughs> they don't know either yeah.
1: that's the real secret
0: yeah uh so yeah i guess like interesting episode but uh yeah any, any last thoughts before we wrap here danny
1: no i'm excited but i'm definitely also eager to stop talking because i don't like, like i said i already watched the next one so i don't want to get into it <laughs> so but uh, well, i'm very excited to talk about it though
0: yeah well thank you for not spoiling we'll get that recorded asap but um I guess to wrap us up here, you can always follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Discord, Goodreads, YouTube. You know where to find us. Everything's in the show notes. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash IRCB podcast to get early access to this show, the regular IRCB show, plus our episode post credits that we've been doing for our regular episodes. which are a lot of fun. The IRCB IRCB candy bar logo is done by the Sam DS. Music for this episode is Beautiful CS by Robert Farmer. I want to say thank you to Danny for recording me. Thank you out there for listening. If you got this far in the episode, you're a fantastic human being. And until next time, comics are good, and so are you.